Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. We did say we might not do these two games, Jimmy, but the overtime sheet's in again. You've relented. I'll tell you what, Peter, you, you're not a man of your convictions. So we won't do that. And then yesterday I get the message, should we do those two games? And I said, yes. And do you know what, Peter? I, I don't know how I'm finding the time. I'm doing a full-time job. I'm training for an ultra marathon, doing all these podcasts, doing all this football work. And Love Island has started as well. Where will I find the time, Peter? <laughs> Are you watching Love Island? This, this of course week? I am, yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> is that just is that just for a bit of winter sun on your TV? To yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's that's what I tell my mum. Well, well. I I tell you what, we though we we had a poor weekend. Well, I did anyway. I mean, oh, dreadful. Yeah, I, I, I I'll just go through. I mean, a couple Three of two. Well, I mean, Leicester at Forest <laughs> could you know that was a poor result. I thought Spurs, but I thought Arsenal were excellent. Mm. And indeed, really, as we said beforehand, you know, there's been a couple of good games there at the weekend. Manchester United, it's great to see that that they're sort of, you know, backfiring again. And, and it, you know, you never know. Things could shift round and we could be back to the Manchester United-Arsenal rivalry. Well, it's interesting you say that, Peter, because in some ways, even though Man City have dominated the, the title race over the last sort of six or seven years, in some ways, I think... Arsenal could have been done a favour by Man City beating Man United because I think if Man United creep into this title race and start believing, that ratchets the pressure up on Arsenal a little bit more. And I'll probably fancy Arsenal's chances in a two-horse race more than in a three-horse race. But I have to say, I've been very critical of Arteta um, when he first started in charge and his methods, and I'm, you know, don't particularly like the way he behaves in the technical area. Although he was very restrained on Sunday, um, they were excellent. I mean, yep. I yep. think Tottenham were pretty poor, and as soon as I saw that team sheet coming, I was like, mm, not really fancying this too much now. But Arsenal were brilliant. What else was interesting as well? You know, we had the, you know, well, I mean, when you look at it. Um, you know, the, the the Manchester United manager, you know, when he was with Ajax a couple of seasons ago, when they were, you know, pipped to the final by Spurs in that. I mean, Ajax were playing that 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 season, their, their football was incredible. And, you know, obviously now he's got the real resources at Manchester United. And, you know, I, I can see good things going there. Yeah, we said, well, I know I said the other week about the Rashford incident, about how, you know, now Ronaldo's gone, you know, how would Rashford react to being dropped? He took it like a man and he responded in the right way. And he, he came off the bench, scored the winner, now scored in six straight. And that shows the sort of buy-in that all the players seem to have with Ten Hag. And I tell you what, you know, he's got a proven track record at the top level in terms of being able to deliver top-class football. Like you say, he's now a club with vast resources. I think a bid's just gone in, hasn't it? Or something for Man United in terms of... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the bloke's name. Um, looking to buy the club, really could be on the precipice of really turning this around, Man United. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 I thought that. The, yeah, it was it was a great game that on Saturday. Anyway, they're they're opening up things uh, tomorrow evening or, or Wednesday evening. We're recording this uh, Tuesday. Palace against Man United. Recent head to heads. Palace have won one. There's been two draws. Manchester United won four. The line has moved from plus half to plus three quarters. Palace went plus three quarters. One one 
drawn two, lost four. None of the four were by two or more goals coming for one nil defeat away at Chelsea. United, when they're uh, minus three quarters, one six drawn two, lost two. Three of the six were by two or more goals coming off that excellent two one victory at home to Manchester City. United, they've won their last five Premier League matches plus a quarter goal, 177. 67 away wins, 52 half wins, 58 away, as we say before. The, 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 there doesn't look to be any value in the line, but uh, Manchester United look the pick. I'm not sure they'll cover the handicap, but I think they'll win the game. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing for me in terms of if you're looking to bet this game now, because it's not just about will United win, it's can United win with margin. And I'm not convinced we've seen enough from this United side yet to trust them, do you, Pete? No, but I, I would say, though, that they can be backed at 1.83. So you could back them uh, minus half a goal, which I don't think is a is the worst of bets. Yeah, and, and the other way I would probably look to think about playing this game, Pete, is that Palace are 4-1-4 and at home. When they've lost this season, those four games, three of the matches, they've lost to nil. And we've seen how more resilient United are now at the back. They seem a very solid unit. And you can back them at 3.15 United to win the game to nil. And if you're a little bit reticent of trusting United at odds on away from home, or if the 1.83 is too short, minus half a goal but you still like United, maybe backing them to win the game whilst at the same time keeping a clean sheet could offer a little bit of value for you. Next up, a uh, big game, Manchester City versus Spurs. This is on Thursday night. Recent head-to-head, City have won three. There's been two draws. Uh, Spurs have won two. Minus one and a half goal handicap, but that's not unknown for this fixture. Man City, when they're uh, minus one and a half, one five, drawn two, lost three. Three of the five will buy two or more goals coming off the 2-1 defeat away at Manchester United. Spurs, when they're plus one and a half, and these have all been against City, one one, drawn one, lost two. One of the two will buy two or more goals coming off a, a 2-0 defeat at home to Arsenal. Spurs conceded two or more in eight of their last nine. That's madness, really. That, that You know, that is not the form, really, or the defensive form of a top four side. Minus one and a half goals, uh, 161 matches, 74 home, 87 away. My rating's suggesting that, that there is a slight value Spurs, which leans towards that uh, trend of uh, plus one and a half goals. Bit of a brave... Uh lean your your stats and trends there, Peter. I mean, yeah. you, talk, you talk about Tottenham's defensive record not sort of being in tune with the top four finishing side. I mean, it's not really in tune with a, with a top-class Italian manager, is it, really? No, no. I mean, I know Serie A has changed over the years, but, you know, you know, in bygone years, you know, some of these legendary Italian bosses will be turning in the grave looking at the way Conte's team are defending. And I have to say, Pete, I was very disappointed with him on Sunday in terms of just his mannerisms. He didn't seem very interested to me. Now, I often criticise him for running up and down the touchline and going ballistic. But at least in those sorts of games where he's behaving in such a manner, you can, you can see his passion, even if it's misguided. Interestingly, Spurs have gone, well, let me just double check. Yeah, 5, 4 and 17 away to top six finishing side. So they've only won five of twenty of the last 26 games. But three of those have come at Man- in Manchester, one on which on this ground. Spurs are very weird, Pete. That's what I've written down here. They're a weird side because 
they looked like they could have been beaten about 6-0 at one point on Sunday. And then they leapt into life in the second half and, and troubled Arsenal. It's City or pass, logically, for me. But we've seen Spurs raise themselves on this ground before. It's a really strange game to try and fathom out. And with it being a standalone Thursday game, don't be tempted into betting this game, folks, just because it's on your telly. Leave it well alone. Um, next up, uh, Liverpool-Chelsea. Uh, oh, ninth, ninth v. Tenth, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, this is at Saturday lunchtime. Uh, minus half a goal here. Recent head-to-heads, Liverpool have won two. There's been four draws. Chelsea have won one. So, on that line, you know, Chelsea Chelsea looks strong. Uh, Liverpool and their minus half a goal. Their record's not great, really. One, three, draw and four, lost not. Coming off a three-nil defeat away at Brighton. I'm, I'm, I'm like me. I just... Just don't know how that's that that's really happened there. Chelsea uh, went plus half a goal, one three drawn, two lost two. So a reasonable form there, coming off a, a one nil victory at home to Palace. Three or more goals have been seen in Liverpool's last seven matches. So there's been goals minus half a goal, two hundred sixty four matches, one hundred twenty two home wins, one hundred forty two away wins. My rating suggesting no value in the line, but look at Chelsea. How much money are they spending? <laughs> yeah. And it, didn't he get it, sent off in his first game? Yeah. The lad they uh, finished yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and he's what? So that's five, is it? There's a few games he's missing then, isn't there? Yeah, it cost him nine million, aren't they, till the end of the season? Yeah. Travel yeah. for half a season. I mean, yeah. I have to say, this line opened minus three quarters, Pete. And at that sort of point, I had no real interest. Now it's minus a half. All I'd say is this is a standalone game at Anfield. TV cameras on, all the eyes of the world on Liverpool. They're 15-8-2 at home to top six finishing sides. So that's a really good record against top six finishing sides. But but what are Chelsea, Pete, under Graham Potter? And yeah. I, I don't know if Chelsea are broken. No, we'll soon find out, won't we? <laughs> I mean, half, we're halfway through the season now, Pete. Yeah, it's, on it's, all of these three, these two sides, Liverpool and Chelsea, with all their money and everything at disposal, we're not talking five or six games. They sit behind Fulham, Brighton, and Brentford in the table. Well, it's they, they, they've definitely. Well, I mean, since really, and since Potter's arrived, they've gone off the rails a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, and as I said the other week, in some ways that might be a good thing for him if he's if he can stay there long enough. To, to keep it going, to you know, to sort of stamp his authority on the club. But looking at those pictures of him the other day on the bench, crikey, he looks like he's aged about 30 years. I know there's big pressure managing these top clubs, but I, do you think he'll last the course? Yeah, I possibly think he will do. Well, I That's, hope he does. I hope yeah, he does. Yeah, well, well, I mean, it's like it's like you said about Arteta earlier, wasn't it? You just don't know, do you? No. I mean, no, you... those pictures, he looked like a broken man on that dugout the other day. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Mr Klopp's not looking too well at times. No, 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 no. Bournemouth Forest next. Uh, this game's off scratch. When off scratch, Bournemouth's record's not too bad. Well, 1-3, drawn two, lost five. Coming off a 2-0 uh, defeat away at Brentford. thought that was a fairly, you know... Not not a great result, really, there. Forest, um, they've not been off scratch away from home this season. Coming off a 2-0 victory at home to Leicester, great win, that is. Bournemouth lost eight of their last nine, and they, they're slipping down there now, Bournemouth. Scratch, 222 matches, 71 home, 73 push, 78 away. Slight value, Bournemouth were a racing suggesting, but I wouldn't back them. 
No. And I'm not convinced I can. They've they've done me a few times this season, B. I mean, when they opened up off this scratch line, they were priced at 1.81. The weekend results have seen them drift out to 1.94. However, historical trends suggest Bournemouth are a great bet here. When promoted teams meet each other in Premier League action, the home team has gone 16, 6 and 11 in recent seasons, which equates to a true price of 2.06 for the home win. And you can back them approaching the 2.80 mark. The, the problem is, is what you've identified. They're just trending in all the wrong directions. To me, this is almost a Bournemouth last stand. If you, if you think Bournemouth can win this game, or if you're happy to take a chance on them, I think you have to back them with the proviso that if they let you down this weekend, that's it for you all season. And I'm just not convinced where I am with them. I might back them on the scra- off the scratch line. I may just leave them all together. But there's, I tell you what, Pete, there's no way, no way in hell can I back Forest in this mm. spot. No. They've scored mm. two goals away from home all season. Leicester, Brighton next. And here's, here's one. Uh, I've gone for the plus half handicap. You can back them plus half handicap or you can back Leicester. Uh, at 2.08 on the plus quarter handicap. So we'll, we'll go with the plus half. When Leicester are plus half handicap, their record's pretty good. 1-3 draw... No, sorry, the head-to-heads. Sorry, sorry, I forget that. Sorry, the head-to-heads. Leicester 1-3. There's been two draws. Uh, Brighton not one. Uh, Leicester, when they're plus half, 1-1 one, one draw, one loss, two come for the 2-0 defeat away at uh, Forest. Brighton, when they're minus half a goal, one loss, and they're, but they're coming off a great 3-0 victory at home to Liverpool. Leicester lost their last four, so they came back in. They, they, they started in a little bit of a revival. Now they're slipping off again. Plus half a goal, 120 matches, 61 home, 59 away. My races are suggesting good value, Leicester, but I just can't. I, I've had enough of this. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I've had enough of backing Leicester and I've had enough of opposing Brighton. I, I can't. I can't bet on this. So, was, Ken, this will be three 0 Leicester, won't it? I was just about to add. It's not just you, you're sick of backing Leicester. You're sick of, sick of losing when Brighton. Uh, sort yep. Of, uh, you know, I would have to say at three point six Leicester at, at, to win the game outright is a good bet. I'd say. Yeah, well, you know they score goals. We know that about Leicester. They've scored twenty six in the nineteen league games this season. And the interesting thing for me here is that. We're 19 games into the season for the majority of teams. Leicester have lost the joint most games in the league, alongside, interestingly enough, West Ham and Southampton. So three established Premier League sides are the ones that have lost the most games so far this season. The one thing that makes me sort of really lean heavily towards Leicester here is that over the last few seasons, at home to mid-third finishing teams, and that's all I'm going to give Brighton credit for, because that encompasses the position 7-14. to 14. I'm going to class Brighton as a mid-third finishing team. They're not a top-six side. On this line, on this half-a-goal line, Leicester are 24-13 and 13 in the last few seasons. It's definitely Leicester or pass. Because the other thing I'd say about Brighton, when they've gone to other teams, when they've won at Everton and at other sides this season, they're teams that don't score goals. Teams that really struggle to create and take chances. That's never been Leicester's problem. Having a civil-like defence is their major issue. So, yeah, Leicester plus half a goal here for me, Pete. 
Southampton Villa next again. Uh, this is a, a, you know another interesting match or another close up. Hence the 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 scratch handicap. Uh, Southampton they won two, uh, one draw. Villa won one. Uh, one scratch. Southampton's record reads one two drawn two lost six. Coming off a two one victory away at, at Everton. Villa when they're off scratch away from home. Good record. One three drawn two lost one. So it looks as though Villa do quite well off scratch away from home. Southampton at, at scratches. At home, don't do so well. They're coming for two. Villa coming off a two-one victory at home to Leeds. Three or more goals have been seen in five of Southampton's last six. Uh, scratch two hundred twenty-two, seventy-one home, seventy-three push, seventy-eight away. Slight value Villa, but again, I can't go with that. I thought actually Southampton had a good, good little week, haven't they? Knocking City out the uh, the Carabao Cup, and uh, you know, obviously a good win against Everton. Yeah, I fully agree there. And, and Nathan Jones, as like as you say, has had a good week, but does one or two swans or swallows make a summer? And I'm not convinced that we've seen enough in this last week to justify what's happened. This line opened Villa minus a quarter. I was a bit shocked, Pete, at that. Off the top of my head, without doing any stats research, I thought that line should have been scratch. It's now moved to scratch based purely on that Southampton win at Everton. But well, that seemed a bit of a toxic environment for, for various reasons at Goodison Park. So it possibly wasn't surprising that Southampton could come from behind. This is an interesting stat here, Pete. I've been digging around. And when bottom six finishing sides play mid-third finishing sides, the bottom six team wins just 23% of games. So when this line was off, a quarter, you could say, oh, that's quite a bit of a, you know, a strong lean to the away side. Now this line's trended to scratch. Bottom six teams against mid-third finishing teams win just 23% of games. And I know we're a long way from the end of the season, but I will bet quite a bit of money, Pete, that this Southampton team finishing the bottom six. Mm. And we've seen in recent weeks... You know, Villa have got a little bit of attacking threat about them. I think they'll they'll finish comfortably mid-table. You can make the argument from a pure trend perspective that Villa offers some really good value. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, you, well, you only have to look at the, the the how the teams have performed under that handicap as well. Yeah, I, I think Villa, you know, do look do look reasonable there. Uh, next up, West Ham Everton. Well, <laughs> here we go. Uh, minus three quarters handicap, which I was a little bit surprised about. Uh, recent head to heads, West Ham are one two. There's been three draws. Everton are one two. When I, when minus three quarters, West Ham records good. They, well, no, they've only won one game, but they covered that handicap. They're coming <laughs> off, a, yeah, they're coming off a, a one nil def, uh, defeat at home to Wolves. Everton, when they're away, plus three quarters, poor. One not drawn, two lost, seven four and the seven by two or more goals. Got for two one defeats at home to Southampton. West Ham lost six of seven. Everton lost five of last six. I mean, you know, terrible. Minus three quarters, 187 matches, 63 times the home side have covered it. 59 half wins, 75 away. So virtually on that, you're looking at 92-75. So the lean is with the home side. Statistically, my rating suggesting value Everton. I'm a little bit surprised at that handicap minus three quarters. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Everton to me, Pete, look broken. But can you trust a side who are four, three, and two? Uh, sorry, four, three, and twelve season long to win by margin, and that's what we're asking West Ham to do here. 
and the answer again is no. Now, under two and a half goals, he's on a seven and one run when the teams have met in recent seasons. And when the teams played in the reverse fixture at Goodison Park, it ended 1-0 to the Toffees. I can see this being a really nervous game. I mean, both teams, well, they've, they've actually almost got identical records. They're on mm. 15 points. West Ham have scored 15 and conceded 25. And Everton have scored 15 and conceded 26. Yes, Everton have drawn three more games and West Ham have won one more game, but they're almost identical sides, record-wise. They're, they're, you know, averaging sort of 0.7-odd goals per game each. I think this goal line, the two-and-a-half, Pete, I think there's a bit of, probably a bit of value on the under. And as always, if you like the under on a goal line of two-and-a-half and one of the teams is getting three-quarters of a goal, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Pete, I think the value is probably just with Everton, but there's no way I'm betting them. Palace, Newcastle next. Uh, it's uh, Saturday tea time. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Palace have won two. There's been three draws. Newcastle have won one. It's plus half a goal here. Palace uh, went plus half goal, one, two, drawn two, lost three. They will have been playing Manchester United uh, tomorrow, which incidentally, you know, you, you could probably back Palace uh, plus half a goal, uh, you know, around about 1.80. No, sorry, 2.10. So it's a little bit, sort of a little bit similar to the the game because, you know, you're backing uh, Palace over evens here. Um, Newcastle, when they're minus half goal, uh, they've played once and won the game. They come for a 1-0 victory at home to Fulham. Newcastle, clean sheet in the last five, unbeaten in 14, plus half a goal, 120 matches, 61 home, 59 away. My rating suggesting the value is with Palace. It's going to be a tricky one, this is. I, that would be who I would lean to anyway. I'm going to take them, Pete. I'm yeah. taking Palace. Yeah, it's, it's not... Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I don't, yeah. Well, Newcastle are 9, 5 and 8 away from home under Eddie Howe. So, automatically on this line, they're, they're just 9 and 13 minus half a goal. What I would suggest, that their losses, are only Everton and Leicester really can be questioned under Howe. The rest of the defeats away on the road under Eddie have come at, in inverted commas, the big teams. Newcastle laboured last time out at home to Fulham. And I wouldn't, really want to trust them to beat what I would call a pretty resolute Palace outfit. The only thing that slightly concerns me is Palace do struggle to score goals at home, just 10 in the nine home games before they play United tomorrow night. The only thing I'd say, Pete, here, if you like Palace to beat Newcastle like I do, well, to get a result, I would hold off until that Man United game's finished because if they get beat soundly, in that game against Man United. And, you know, they could get beat by Manchester United, you know, quite convincingly. But I still don't think it would affect this game in terms of how they'd approach it. You might actually get plus three quarters of a goal with Palace for this game. But with them being underdogs here on this, you know, minus half a goal line presently, I don't think we'll see the game kick off with Palace minus a quarter. It's only going to go one way you're going to get a slightly worse price on them plus half a goal, or you may even get them plus three quarters in this game. So I'm going to back Palace, but I'm going to hold off and just see what happens tomorrow night first, because I'm hopeful we can get a a better price or maybe even a better line on uh, Patrick Vieira's men. Uh, Leeds, Brentford next, uh, minus quarter of a goal. Uh, 
the they, the two sides drew last season. Leeds when they're minus a quarter, one three, drawn three, lost four, come off the two one defeat away at Villa. Uh, Brentford um, when they're plus a quarter, one one, drawn not, lost two, come off a two nil victory at home to Bournemouth. Brentford scored two or more in their last six. They're in some really good form actually, and uh, they're coming up a, a, against the lead side who are, are sort of showing some poor form. I don't. My race is suggesting no value in the line, but I would have to lean towards the away side here. Yeah, and I'm going to think as punters and, and listeners and yourself, Peter, what's the difference between this game and Southampton against Villa? Well, they're pretty similar, aren't they? You know, they're identical. Yeah, format. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in that other game, the away team, the perceived better team, started the week a minus quarter goal favourite. Yeah. Yet here, the better team are a, an underdog. Now, we've seen that other game trend to, to, you know, scratch Southampton Villa. And I genuinely don't understand why this game isn't priced similarly. I mean, Brentford are 12 points ahead. Would, and you can look at this, you can, you can use this sort of methodology and, and price up any game here. Would any team in this league, looking at the current league standings, who are 12 points behind their rivals, be favoured? I genuinely don't think if you applied this logic to any other sort of two teams in this league, I genuinely have no idea why Leeds are favoured here, Pete. The value no. all, all with Brentford now. No, can I yeah. take it? I don't know because I, I sense Jesse Marsh is trying to get the right things out of his players. He praised them last Friday night. The best performance of the season didn't really help my bet fair balance because it didn't cash for me because they got beat at Villa Park. I think he's trying a few mind games, but if you're betting this game, you have to. Yes, bet yeah. I, I, I mean, Brentford only lost four of nineteen. Leeds have only won four of eighteen. It's it's madness. Yeah, this yeah. One, really. Yeah. yeah, I think so as well. Oh, crikey, I'm talking myself into betting it now. Pete, quick move on <laughs> yeah, before yeah. I unleash it. Man City Wolves next uh, two goal minus two goals. The handicap. Uh, City have won three of the last uh, four against Wolves. Wolves winning one. City where they're minus two. They've won all ten matches. Six of the ten were by three or more goals. They'll have played Spurs on Thursday. Wolves. Um, Two losses when they've been plus two goals, one by three or more goals, comes from a one-nil victory at home to West Ham. Two or less goals have been seen in Wolves' last three matches, so you, you know they're, they're starting to tighten up things. So you may, that may come into your consideration. Minus two goal handicap, seventy-nine matches, thirty-four times the home side have won, nineteen uh, pushes, twenty-six away side. So so it's looking, you know, even at minus two, you know, the lean is towards the home side. No real value in the line though. Yeah, I mean, City are 27-3-0 at home to bottom six finishing sides over the last five seasons. Interestingly, 21 of those 30 games, they've kept a clean sheet in. Now, you can the best price you can back City for this game outright at the moment is 1.2. And I know we know Wolves have had, you know, you know they're putting some good performances at the Etihad and against City over the last few years, but they look as inept in front of goal as ever. Very interestingly, Pete, I just quickly logged on to Odds Checker, and you can get 10 to 11, so what, 1.92 on City to win to nil this game. I was shocked at that, really, because let's be honest, I think we all expect City to win this game. And when you look at Wolves, they've scored six goals away from home all season. I think that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I might take it. <laughs> Arsenal, Man United next, minus half the goal. I was, uh, again, a little bit surprised there. But when you look at the head-to-heads, last seven seasons, Arsenal won five, maybe one draw, United have won one. When minus half, Arsenal's record reads one six draw and one lost three, come for two nil victory away at Spurs. United, uh, plus half a goal, one three, draw and four, lost three. So they've only lost three or ten. Um, and they'll have played Palace tomorrow night. Arsenal, they won six of their last seven in some good form. Minus half a goal, two six four, one two two home, one four two away. No value in the line. I've got not a clue here. I think this is going to be a very good game, though. I think it's going to be a cracker, Pete. And again, I don't think the result tomorrow night, Palace Man United, will will make any difference to what happens on this line. Do you? No, no. I think it will stay Arsenal minus a half. Now, if Man United win at Palace, wow, all of a sudden they go into this game knowing that a victory would see them move within three points of Arsenal and admittedly they'll have played a game more, but it's all about increasing the pressure on them. I like United, to be honest here, Pete, to to at least avoid defeat and again, I know I said this last weekend, I know Arsenal will want to win the game, but a draw wouldn't be the worst result, would it? No, no. So, Big, big lean to me towards United. Uh, Fulham Spurs next side. That's uh, on, on the Monday. Spurs have won the two meetings of the side. Uh, plus quarter of a goal. When plus quarter of a goal, Fulham's record reads 1-2, drawn four, lost three, come for a one-nil defeat away at Newcastle. Spurs, when they're minus a quarter, good record. 1-6, drawn four, lost naught, uh, and they'll have played Manchester City on Thursday. Fulham won four of the last five, so they're in some very good form. You know, well, they're... They're in sixth place, so you know that just goes to show. Uh, plus a quarter of goal, 299, 90 home, uh, 81 half wins, 126. See, it's roughly there, 130 to 126. My rating suggesting the value is with Spurs. I reckon this is going to be an incredible game, Pete. I say it's been a barnstorming game at Craven Cottage under the lights. Spurs are 12 3 and 2 away to newly promoted teams in recent seasons. So, at first glance, you'd, you'd say, crikey, Spurs minus a quarter, good value. But Fulham don't really seem to be behaving like your usual newly promoted team, do they? No, no. Spurs have scored in all but one of those 17 games. And given the fact that Fulham's 10 games so far this season at home has seen them score 18 times, I think on my um, Sunday, where Spurs are really devoid of attacking threat, I think this could be a really open and entertaining gameplay. I think it'll be played at 100 miles an hour. These London derbies tend to be. And I can't trust Spurs to keep a clean sheet. So if you are betting this game, take the to be goals and the yes on both teams to score. You can bet that at 1.7 or 7 to 10. And I imagine you'll be cashing. Right. Um, I think, right, let, let's, let's wrap this up then. I'm going to go Crystal Palace plus half a goal against Newcastle. My, and my reasoning is because you, could, you can back uh, Palace plus half a goal on the, on the line, you know, against Manchester United. And I think Manchester United are a slightly better side than Newcastle. I think when, it, when it push comes to shove, I think, you know, a speculative bet would be Leicester outright at home to Brighton. And I've talked myself, and I do like the um, Palace plus half a goal against Newcastle. I would suggest probably waiting until after that Man United game finishes. 
But I can't believe I've done it, Pete. I've, I've talked myself into backing Brentford here. Yeah, it, I think I think Plus a quarter of a yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that's a bad bet. I you know my rate is suggesting no value in the line, which suggests the line is correct. So it's you know you very but close you, game. But you quite succinctly put just at the end there. You, you're backing a team minus a quarter who have won just four of eighteen this season. Yeah, against a team who have lost just four of 19, who are receiving a quarter of a goal. It's crazy. Yes, yes it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, I mean, like, like I say, Leeds have won three, three of nine and uh, at, at home and, and Brentford have lost three of nine away. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's that, That's that's not a bad bet. Yeah, I'll take it. Go yeah. on, hope it catches. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I say, I, I, I will go, you know, Leicester-Brighton uh, and I'll go Leicester to win outright. I, I think... You know, I think you might as well, as opposed to plus half a goal, to be honest. Yeah, and, and just to those who like backing the trends, the, the, the historical trends, Bournemouth do look really good value from a historical perspective off of that scratch line to beat Forest. But we know that Bournemouth are trending in the wrong direction or have been. Maybe this is the game that kickstarts yeah. them and turns them around for the second half of the season. Right then, we shall be back. Um, well, we're going to be back actually next week, aren't we? We're going to be back next week after this round of games or before the weekend, but since the FA Cup for the next weekend. And uh, good luck this week, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.